Hey, Barstool listeners, you can find every episode of this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. All right. Now, welcome to another edition of the Barstool Philly Sports Podcast. I'm joined again with at Bales Football, Jonathan Bales, fantasy football guru extraordinary, writes for the New York Times, Road to World, pretty much any uh, fantasy football publication out there, esteemed author. Uh, is there anything else you want to pump your tires with? Uh, fantasy football for smart people books. Check those out, I guess. There you go. On Amazon, right? Yep. Sure, why not? Uh, we're doing another fantasy football preview week for you degenerates who are in a league with uh, your boys or play weekly games on Draft Street. We're your source for all your... Uh, Oh, Draft Kings. Draft Kings. Excuse me. Draft Kings. (laughs) Draft Kings. We got in trouble with that already once. Yeah, Draft Kings. Draft Street, no more. Draft Kings. Uh, We'll go through. We'll start with a little transparency because we're not always right. I mean, more often than not, we're wrong. So we'll talk about last week a little bit, what we hit on, what we missed. Uh, I would have to say what we missed, big one, Jamal Charles. And there's nothing we can do there because he got hurt. I mean, I had him in every single weekly league I had. I am in, in my normal fantasy football league. I mean, you can't see a guy going on in the first quarter, and that's what sucks. What happens? Who's your big miss? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say Charles is a miss. I think, you know, it's important to uh, to emphasize sort of the the process over the results, and that's something that you just can't foresee when a guy gets hurt. And Niall Davis did so well that you you would expect that Charles would have done the same or better. So. Um, yeah, I don't think that was a miss. Um, for me, I think I missed on Justin Hunter. Um, you know, he's getting pretty good usage. I think he was over 70% of the Titans snaps last week, but um, that one just didn't didn't work out. Um, and I'm really Romo, did, Romo didn't have a big game either. I mean, Des Bryant had a big game, but Romo himself. Yeah, Des. The numbers they put up. Yeah, Des was really good. It wasn't a huge week for receivers, just Jordy Nelson really, and then I think Sammy Watkins was second in yards, and he only had I believe under 120. It wasn't a really big week for receivers other than Jordy. So you just basically had to have Rodgers to Jordy last week to win. Yeah, even Cobb had a big game. He fucking exploded, which yeah. is unbelievable. I mean, that, that's it, especially in the weekly, like like Sunday Million for DraftKings. If you pick three guys for one team, I mean, it, it takes some pretty good balls. I mean, that that's your team guaranteeing they're scoring over 35, 40 points. Am I wrong or am I right? No, definitely. So, like, yeah, I think that in, in a – tournament you have to definitely pair a quarterback and receiver and then there's certain offenses where you can go with three players so like I think on the Broncos it's fine you could do like um, Peyton, Demarius and Julius together I don't think is a problem Um, maybe on the Saints you could potentially go Colston, Graham, Breeze Um, so it just depends on the offense Um, yeah I wasn't high on Cobb I'm definitely not high on him this this week he's he's, uh, more expensive on DraftKings than, than Demarius Thomas so uh, I won't be on Cobb, but uh, yeah, Jordy is a good player. As as far as sleepers last week that you hit on, I hit on Sproles. You, you were awful on Sproles last yeah, week. That, that was... little that little baby fucking <laughs> ran loose, and he yeah. was great. And I don't think I think I think if you have Sproles, I mean, this is coming from a Philly fan too. If you have Sproles on your fantasy football team, try to get some value out of him. I just traded, and I hate trading away Eagles. I mean, he was riding my bench. I handcuffed him with with uh, I handcuffed McCoy with him this year, and I got a pretty good offer for Sproles, and I think I gave up J.J. Watt in my IDP, and I got Vincent Jackson. I think that's a really good move. 
Yeah, oh, it was a great move. Especially I, I got my running back set. Assuming Doug Martin gets his fist out of his ass and actually plays a game, my running backs are set. But if yeah. you have Darren Sproles in your league, he's not gonna he's not gonna do what he did Monday night anymore exactly. this year. Yeah, yeah. The thing I didn't foresee with Sproles is just the usage. I mean, he's really getting used um, just a little bit behind McCoy, and then obviously in the passing game. So if you're in a PPR well, league, he's really valuable. But I can't imagine that that usage. Holds up. I don't think well, that they're now, going... the only reason the only reason it's not going to hold up is because he's not on the field long enough. He's getting about 30 snaps a game, and out of those 30 snaps, he's touching the ball 15 times. Yeah, I mean that, that's it's a pretty high ratio out of the 70 or so snaps that, yeah. or out of the 30 snaps that he goes. But that's yeah. out of 70 something, and that's he's durability wise. I mean, I can't speak much for his injury history, but I mean he's just not going to be on the field that much. In the future, yeah, I, I mean, he is, they seem they seem to like Chip Kelly likes him a lot. He said he's a really dynamic guy. Um, yeah, so I think it was probably a good time to trade him, though. I mean, his value isn't going to be higher than it is now for sure. But your sleeper last week, who I I really didn't to see, and I, I was busting you too. Which I apologize. I'm, I'm never going to bust the man again. Was uh, Muhammad Sanu? And he was he was he was passing the ball last week as well as what taking in an 80 yard catch for a touchdown yeah, I, and a couple more. I figured he'd throw for 50 yards for sure. I projected that in. So, yeah, but, I mean, that also nice. helps. It, it also helped A.J. Green went down. But, I mean, is he back this week? A.J. Green healthy? Um, it looks like A.J. is going to play. So that just came out a little bit ago. You still have to monitor it. Um, I still like Sanu. Actually, I don't like him on DraftKings because his price jumped as if he's almost going to be the number one. So if A.J. plays, I will be off of Sanu this week. But last week I liked him because um, he was so cheap. And uh, Marvin Jones was out. Um, teams just double AJ all the time, so I figured Sanu would be a good play. And then I really just kind of lucked out. Who knows if he would have had that long touchdown if um, AJ Green were still in the game? So uh, I mean, rather be rather be lucky than good any day in this. Right. Yeah, wild world of fantasy freaking degenerate to this. All right, we're we're gonna go through. We'll talk a little bit about um, the weekly games first, or the weekly tournaments. Uh, how to set up your lineup. Then we'll go through. Uh, normal fantasy football stuff, like who's on the waiver wire and might be able to pick up. And then uh, we'll go through uh, sleepers, questions, and we'll end up with our bets. So right now, Sunday Million, DraftKings Tournament, who are you? do you have to start out of everyone? Who do you think is going to go off the charts and explode? I'm going to go back to the well with Justin Hunter. I think that I think that he's just a really, really good player. <laughs> you out of, out, out of Megatron, out of freaking LaShawn McCoy, out of out, out of AJ Green coming back, out of a quarter, out of Peyton Manning. Well, they're they're at Seattle. He might not be the best one. But out of all the big names that you foresee scoring 40 points in the weekly tournament league, you're going with Justin Hunter. Yes, you have to remember that it's it's cost the dependent. Boy. The guys come with salaries, so the value isn't just their production. It's really like you know, the production minus the cost, so... Well, no, no, that's what I'm asking you right now. Who is going to be the number one most productive player this week, you think, out of all Regardless the of cost. Like the Regardless top of guy. cost. Regardless. Um, I'm going to say that I like... I'll say Drew Brees is going to be the most productive player. Um, so the Vikings' defense has been really good, but Drew Brees, if you look at his splits at home, I mean, he is just unreal at home. He's like a decent quarterback on the road, still a good quarterback but unbelievable at home. Um, I think on that turf there, they sort of going to dice uh, Minnesota up, and I think maybe you might see um, a little bit lower usage on him than there should be just because um, 
you know, on, on so if you're picking uh, players on, on DraftKings, it has the opponent's rank, and it has Minnesota number one there in pass defense, and they're not the number one pass defense. And even if they're average or, or even above average, he's, he should be able to, uh, you know, put up some pretty big numbers, I think, at home there. So Drew Brees would be my guy. If I'm picking just pure points, that's what I'm going with. I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. I mean, I did my scouting and my in my lineup this week is Drew Brees, Marquise Colston, and Jimmy Graham. Because coming off an 0-2 start, especially the way they lost both of those games, Drew Brees is throwing five touchdowns, minimum. Minimum, he's throwing five touchdowns. <laughs> minimum five Minimum touchdowns. five touchdowns this weekend. And, 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 and four of them are going to be the Jimmy Graham. So, I mean, that really doesn't matter. And by name, I might switch out uh, Colston and put in Kenny Stills or uh, that rookie they got, Cooks. Is that his name? Brandon yeah, Cooks? Cooks is pretty cheap in price. I, I, I yeah. could like him. Yeah, yeah he's, but, but, he's not a great bet to score. So, I think Colston is probably Colston's been underbite. struggling, though. Yeah. Colston's been struggling, but, but I mean, he, he is primed to break out. And this yeah. would be the game to do it. Do you want to do a side bet on Breeze throwing five touchdowns? I I bet you, I you give me an over under three and a half and I'll take the over. That's a pretty good bet. Yeah, I would do that. So I'll do I'll do three and a half even money, or I'll do five and I'll give you like two to one on it or something like that. But I would do I'll do three and a half even money. All right. That's a lot of time. Right, we'll, 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 we'll put the wager. Fifty-six touchdowns over the course of a year. If there was three and a half every game. All right, I'll take the over. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on three and a half. How many? How many? Uh, how many points you want to put on it? What do you mean points? Points, because I'm I'm not sure if it's legal that we're allowed to have a transaction. Yeah, true. So yeah, we'll do we'll do we'll do points. Uh, yeah. Five hundred points. <laughs> You're out of your mind if I'm putting $500 down on that bet. I fucking don't put $500 on my car. My car. I can't put $500 down on the fucking. I'm not big cat or Fred's. So I don't have money just ejaculating, waiting to fucking lose. I'll, I'll put I'll put 100 points down if you want on that bet. 100 points? Yeah. Yeah, I'll do 100 points. Yeah. All right. 100 points. Drew Brees, three and a half. Don't fuck it up, you birthmarked freak. All right. <laughs> Next up. Uh, just regular positions. Who do you like uh, running back this week? Yeah, running back. Um, so you want just the uh, the top guys, or well, or... value wise, we'll, we'll go through value wise. Um, yeah, I like. Uh, I think Toby Gerhart dropped the Ben Price. He's been horrible through the first two weeks, but as long as he's going to continue to get uh, the carries there, which I think he should, um, that's a good situation. Um, I probably wouldn't put him in a cash game, so if you're playing in a 50-50 or a head-to-head or three-man, I wouldn't play Gerhard. I'd go with someone more reliable. But in a tournament where you want to pay up for receivers, I think Gerhard would be a decent play. Um, the top expensive back that I like is is LaShawn McCoy. Um, the Redskins have been okay uh, against the run, but he's dropped in price. I think he's fourth in salary on DraftKings, and he's also um, his production isn't as correlated to the strength of a team's run defense because he can catch the ball. So even if they're good against the run, I think that he can produce there. And then people are sort of maybe overrating the uh, contributions of Sproles like we talked about. So I like McCoy as maybe the top back overall. Yeah, I like McCoy going off solely because he knows his production's down and he knows he even admitted Sproles has been carrying him on his back. So I really like McCoy to step it up this game and, you know, come in with a chip on his shoulder and walk. On workload, you might tell Sproles, you know, just kind of back off 
on the on the on the blues and take a lot more carries for himself. But but I definitely see him having a bounce back game. Uh, Giovanni Bernard, do you think he'll ever come up with his production that he did last week? Yeah, I like Gio Bernard. He's he's uh, jumped in price, but I still like him a lot just because he's getting. I think he might be leading the Bengals. I'm pretty sure he's leading the Bengals in targets. Um, so he's just getting. Yeah, that's part partly because AJ Green was out last week. But uh, but yeah, I mean, as as long as he's he's getting used like that in the passing game, it doesn't really matter if they bring Jeremy Hill in like they have. They did last week, and he had a nice game. I think he had like 74 yards or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I like I like Gio and his price. I'll play him. What do you, I kind of had a, I I think I think Buffalo is going to outright beat San Diego this week because San Diego is traveling across country coming off a big win. But but what do you think uh, the contributions of Danny Woodhead with uh, Ryan Matthews a little mashed up? Yeah, I actually thought that uh, that was surprising. I believe the Bills are like two and a half point favorites in that game, which I thought yeah. was pretty surprising. I like, I like the Bills um, a lot. Yeah, so Vegas Vegas likes them. So you'd have to yeah you almost have to give a field goal to. Pick the bells, but um, uh, yeah. So Woodhead, um, I don't know. I don't know how much his his uh production is gonna jump without Ryan Matthews. I think more likely is they'll use Donald Brown more. Um, I think that Woodhead's usage was probably gonna probably climb a little bit anyway because he 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 just hasn't really been what we thought um early in the year. But I think most of those Ryan Matthews touches, especially near the goal line, are gonna go to Donald Brown. But, I mean, just targets-wise, Woodhead's production increased last year with the – I mean, he was a very – towards the end of the season, I had him on my team, and he was, he was producing a lot of catches and a lot yeah. of targets like midway through. Uh, another guy who uh, did surprisingly well statistically last week, I'm not sure if he found the answer or not, but Rashad Jennings, what do you think of him? Yeah, I like Rashad Jennings. I think his uh, price so – let me see if I can find it here. Hey, I, I, I just loved the Giants last week. <laughs> Fourth quarter, about a minute left, two-minute offense, and they put Andre Williams in and throw the ball to him twice. A guy who didn't catch a single ball his senior year at Boston yeah. College last year. They threw to him twice, and he dropped the ball, hit him right in the chest and dropped it. Like, yeah. it, it. Loved it. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. A total cock block on Tom Coughlin's part, not putting in. Rashad Jennings. Yeah, so I don't love Rashad Jennings really as a running back, but picking running backs is like my process is kind of the exact opposite with receivers. With receivers, I I try to figure out who's a really good player, who's going to dominate in the red zone, who's going to be able to score, um, and that's really important for receivers. And then for running backs, it almost doesn't matter. It's just like who are they going to use, who's going to get carries, and then a little bit of how good he is. Um, So I don't think Rashad Jennings is that great, but at 5,200, um, on DraftKings, so he's he's the same price as Sproles this week. Um, he's two hundred dollars less than Joyke Bell. He's two hundred dollars less than Justin Forsett. So I think if you're if you think that you're going to get RB one usage out of him, then he's a good value at that price. All right, let's move on to receivers. Uh, we all know that Calvin Johnson's probably going to score two touchdowns this week. You want to? Waste the money on him or spend the money on him, more power to you. Who do you think are the little lower-level uh, plays that you're going to get a lot of value out of? You already mentioned Justin Hunter. Who else you got? Justin Hunter. So both of the – I don't know why, but both of the Cardinals receivers, Michael Floyd and, and Fitz, are really cheap. I think 4800 uh, That That doesn't even sound right saying that, but I'm pretty sure that's what they are. I don't know why they're that low. And they're, they're at San Fran, right? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't – I think that that matchup – 
just seems a little bit worse than it is. So it's not great. It's not like you know they're playing the Chargers or something. But uh, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's not like they can't overcome that matchup. And um, you know they're so cheap. It's to the point that that uh, I would consider starting both of them at the same time. Um, I, I kind of like Pierre Garçon. He's not really that cheap, but uh, pretty cheap. And uh, if Deshaun if Deshaun is out. Um, I think he's gonna get a touchdown. Oh, Deshaun's Deshaun's playing. Deshaun's playing. I actually like Deshaun a little. I don't bit. know that. Deshaun I, I would never. I, is he I would never play. playing? He yeah, said he's, he's playing. not He's not 100. percent But he's he's 100 percent playing. You can mark my words on that. He's gonna play. He's not 100. percent He might take a hit and go out. I mean, if he's in there, he's gonna want to do something big. And I kind of like. I'm, I would never play him because I don't play any other players from the NFC East. <laughs> right. But, right. But he's a. Uh, I, I, I take a look his way. I give him a little gander. Yeah. Uh, one more guy. Denver. I'll, I'll give you one more guy quick um, at receiver. And this is a type of player that I would normally never be on, and that's Sammy Watkins. And I say I wouldn't be on him because he broke out last week, so he's going to have a lot of attention. Um, and he's a rookie, and I've like done a lot of research on, on how rookies produce. And uh, they're really the rookie receivers are really bad in the beginning of the year, and then they pick it up by the end of the year, and it's like, almost twice the production in the last quarter of the season as in the first quarter. So it takes them a while to sort of get acclimated to the NFL. Um, but Sammy Watkins is obviously a really talented player, and uh, and his price didn't drop or his price didn't rise enough um, after last year. So he's he's really really cheap, and at his price, I really like Sammy Watkins. That guy's a freak too. And you see some of the catches he made in training camp. That guy's gonna be a stud, an absolute thoroughbred. Uh, real quick, I want your opinion on the Denver wide receivers because all three of them are pretty good compared to what they usually are. Are pretty good value. Granted, they're at Seattle. I mean, they got spent in the Super Bowl. Do you think? Do you think any one of them, or even all three of them, are a good play? Because I can kind of see Peyton Manning, you know, having going in with something to prove and kind of lighting them up. Yeah, I well, so I don't like Peyton that much. Um, against the Seahawks just because he's still pretty expensive. But uh, but I do like Demarius Thomas a lot, so he's really cheap. And uh, and the Seahawks don't shadow receivers, so he will see Richard Sherman whenever they line him up over there, but other times they won't. So you saw Keenan Allen last week had a decent game against the Seahawks. Um, Demarius is obviously a better play with Peyton there. Um, so I will be playing Demarius quite a bit, and I think people are going to – uh, get away from Demarius too in tournaments, which is really important. So if you can get, like, I would expect maybe like under 10% usage on Demarius, maybe 5% usage on Demarius Thomas this week. Solely, so solely it, for the Seahawks factor. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're going to see the Seahawks, and he's still kind of expensive. Like he's still in that top seven or whatever in terms of price. So, uh, but yeah, I think that he could easily have you know a really good game um, when he's not match up matched up on Sherman. All right, let's move on to tight end. Uh, big weeks last week for Jimmy Graham and Antonio Gates. Is that boy back? Or you had enough of him? I'm not I'm not playing Gates. If Gates, Salah, I think Gates is more expensive than Julius Thomas. Now, he's right behind him. So, I, I will have no Gates. And I just uh, I don't know. I, I think that the, the Chargers are still like uh, misusing uh, Ladarius Green. I think Ladarius Green is probably like just as good as Antonio Gates. But uh, even if he's not, they could play him at the same time, and uh, instead they're playing like Eddie Royal on the slot. So, uh, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really like Gates, and I especially don't like him at his price. So I won't have any of him. 
Uh, big weeks from uh, Niles Paul and Delaney Walker last week, too. He's indigenous them pulling a repeat. Um, I kind of like Niles Paul, especially if Deshaun is out. You're saying he's not, but uh, maybe he will be. Um, that's, that's inside info right there. He's Delaney Deshaun Walker I, will be playing. All right. <laughs> Delaney Walker, I, I, uh, I probably won't play De- Delaney Walker too much. Um, I think that was sort of a, a little bit of a fluke game. I don't trust that uh, offense too much, and I don't really think he's going to keep that up. Do you have anybody value-wise that you think might step it up that you normally wouldn't in tight end this week? Um, I like Charles Clay, so he's getting pretty many targets in Miami. He's really, really cheap because he just hasn't produced yet, but I think he's a pretty good bet to score, um, so Charles Clay. And then the guy that I don't think he's an effective player anymore, um, but he's so cheap that it's really enticing is, is Witten. He's just so cheap that you can do a lot of different yeah. things if you if you put Witten in, especially in a PPR. So you know he could have, yeah. He's not really a great red zone tight end. He could score. He's been okay, but he sees all those targets. So um, I think they're sort of going away from him a bit. But they have run the ball way more than they're going to moving forward. I don't think that the Cowboys are going to continue to do that. That's not who they are. Um, so I I probably play Witten a little bit. Maybe not in a tournament because. Um, I don't think he has really high upside. Like, obviously not like Gronk or Jimmy Graham or Julius Thomas. He's very unlikely to score twice or something like that. So I won't have too much Witten in tournaments. But if you're in a head-to-head, I think he's probably a pretty good play if you want to do like a uh, LaShawn McCoy, Matt Forte backfield or something like that. I hear that. Uh, defense. Uh, what matchup do you like best? I mean, screw the value here. I mean, if you think a defense is going to go off and explode – like Atlanta's did last night. I mean, that that's a big difference between winning some money or placing on the bubble. Is there any matchup that you see they're going to absolutely eviscerate? Yeah, so I haven't looked at defense at all up until this point. The only the defense that I know I like would be the Patriots against the Raiders, but I believe they're they're the most expensive. I think that's probably the best um, play, regardless of cost. Um, I, they, um, they, these guys are expensive too, but I think they're really going to shut them down as the Carolina Panthers at home gets the Steelers on Monday night. And yeah. Panthers defense is just so good. I think that's so, good. They, they shut down Detroit at home last week. So, yeah. I mean, I actually really like that. Yeah, I'll play yeah. that a lot. And also another thing that I look for is in a defense is, is if they're going to get pressure and get sacks. And Roethlisberger holds on to the ball for so long. Oh, yeah. holds on to the ball, so I think that they're probably – going to be able to get to him and uh, get a bunch of sacks and then sacks um, are a really good predictor of takeaways so they could do that. Um, another thing that I look for in a defense that's really an underrated strategy, I'm not sure if I told you this last week, is pairing a return man with their defense So you might in a tournament. So if you want a really high ceiling for your lineup, you could do like um, maybe not this week because they play the uh, Saints, but Patterson with the Vikings or you could do um, you could do C.J. Spiller. He had a return touchdown last week with the with the Bills defense, and uh, and and if that 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 guy has a return touchdown, you're going to get 12 points for that. So you basically double up on the points there. All right, let's switch gears to uh, normal fantasy football, the league sort of jazz. Uh, we'll go through if there. We'll go through. We talked a little bit about trading uh, right now for value. Like Darren Sproles' ceiling is through the roof. Like I just said, I just did a really great trade with um, giving up Sproles and uh, IDB, IDB player J.J. Watt for uh, Vincent Jackson because I'm set at running back, and Vincent Jackson is obviously going to have a 
really big upside towards the end of the year, like he always does, because Tampa Bay is going to be out and they're just going to launch it to him. Is there anybody else that you see whose ceiling is really, really high? And if you got a little depth and position, try to get some value for him. In terms of um, in terms of league fantasy play, the guys that you have on your team that you would want to trade away. Yes, to try to get value for, or, or, or vice versa. Whose guys do you think ceiling is very low? Like like we we said, if you haven't picked up Josh Gordon yet in your league. Pick him up because he might be playing in three weeks. Yeah, yeah, that, that's an obvious one. I, mean, I don't know. You're just looking for guys that you know are really, really good players that uh, just haven't. Well, I'm talking like who's, of... who's a who's a guy that right now sucks, but you think is going to turn it on that you can go to your buddy in your fancy league. The guy that I would trade. Yeah, a little bit of a risk, but if you're willing to take on the risk, I would try to trade for Gronkowski. There's a lot of panic oh, yeah. around him, and I think that there's a. I think that there actually is a chance that uh, that he's still hurt and just ineffective because he's gotten a lot of targets and hasn't been effective with them. So you're basically there's like two sides of it. He's either being he's either um, inefficient because he's still hurt, or um, or he just it's sort of just been variance through two weeks and and he's just gonna sort of regress and play well. I think it's probably the latter. So I would probably try to trade for Gronkowski if you can get a really good, uh, if you can get a really good deal, which you probably can on a team that's sort of panicking there. What about guys like Darren McFadden, who was given a little bit of opportunity last week but didn't do much with it? Do you think he's going to be able to come out of the shell? Is he worth maybe going out of the limb for? I kind of like McFadden as long as Maurice Jones Drew is hurt, but I wouldn't trade for McFadden. Um, Unless you're just getting an amazing deal, because I don't think he has much long-term value. What about Riley Cooper? You think that bum's gonna fucking do anything soon? He is looking. No, I don't oh, like Riley him. Cooper because I think I think Jordan Matthews is just gonna sort of take over that role. And I and I really like the touchdown grab right here, right through his hands. Can't can't do anything. You want he's out Saturday night partying up a fucking storm and spinning live, taking people's cell phones, erasing. Really? Yeah, guys, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he. he Hey, take a weekend off, Coop. Like, like, spend it with the woman in the truck nuts. Have a fucking... You need, you need to have a comeback. Here, Eagles receivers, I was reading a stat, something like out of 33 targets last week, they only connected like 13 times. Or It's like something absolutely abysmal of, of a production stat through the first two weeks with receivers. Meanwhile, the Eagles are still the number one offense in the league. I... I, I I don't yeah, understand. They, they, they really utilize the backs and the tight ends there. So I really like Zach Ertz a lot. Um, so he's sort of broken out a little. We are not maybe getting a great price on him, but I think uh, I told you last week I think he's going to score over ten touchdowns this year. I would trade for Zach Ertz because I think he's probably going to be a top five tight end. Um, yeah. So that uh, yeah, I don't really like any of the Eagles receivers long term. I, I probably wouldn't. Macklin, Macklin will be steady. I mean, he's not a number one, but I mean, he'd be an easily a number two or three starter each week. If you want to fill him in for a flex of running back, I definitely recommend that. Uh, Nick Foles has struggled a little bit. He's definitely struggled compared to what he was last year, but statistically, he's still kind of been okay, but I mean, expect him to really go up, because compared to what he did last year, he's doing shit. And yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. reason why he shouldn't come back. I agree with that. Yeah, All right, let's, he's, go he's, ahead. Just been, he's just been uh, way less efficient than he's going to be moving forward. And uh, yeah, I like Nick Foles. I think he's I think he's also 
just a good quarterback. I don't think it's totally a system thing with Chip Kelly. I think he's he's also talented. Okay, we got a bunch of individual questions right now. Rapid fire. Who are you starting? Michael Floyd, Keenan Allen, or Steve Smith Sr.? Um, Keenan Allen. I think Keenan Allen. So he played Patrick Peterson and Richard Sherman the first two weeks of the season. Uh, people are kind of down on him. That's another guy to trade for. Um, really big body. So he, he has three touchdown upside in any game. Um, so I really like Keenan Allen this week, and I like him long term. Yeah, I, I don't understand why, why you wouldn't start Keenan Allen there. I mean, he's the number one receiver, and he's going to get the targets. I, I like I like Buffalo overall, but, I mean, Keenan Allen's definitely going to get the bulk of the play. Uh, Ridley or Shane Vereen? Uh, in a non-PPR situation, I mean, you got to go Ridley, yeah. right? In a PPR, Ridley, in a yeah. PPR Vereen. Exactly, yep. And and both of them I kind of like this week. The Raiders have been horrible against the run. I think, that the, I think there's a good chance that the um, – that the Patriots, you know how they're just sort of like schizophrenic with their play calling? They're just, yeah. like, Belichick will just come out and just run the ball every play, or, or they'll just go five wide every single play and, and score, like, 70 points. Um, yeah, so I think that this is one of the games where they're, they're going to go heavy personnel and just really pound the ball and for both of those guys. But, but Ridley, for sure, um, would be the start in a standard. Uh, Wes Walker coming back. This week it might be a little bit of a facade since they're playing the Seahawks, who are obviously an amazing defense. But overall, how do you think that impacts uh, Joyce Thomas, uh, Joe Thomas's, and Emmanuel Sanders? He's been sneakingly good so far. Yeah, I think it impacts Sanders more. I think he'll steal more of his targets and more of his snaps. Um, it still sort of hurts Julius Thomas, I think, in the red zone. Like, uh, Wes Walker... We'll use him a lot in the red zone on those sort of option routes where he just runs like, you know, especially when they're really close to the goal and like inside the three-yard line, they run him on an option route and he scores a lot in that way. So I think he could steal those looks when they're really close to the goal line from Thomas. So I think it hurts both, but it definitely hurts Sanders more. Larry Donald, is he number one tight end yet for Houston? Or excuse me. For the Giants? For, uh, yeah, for the they, Giants. Uh, yeah, I think so because of how much they're using him and how willing – uh, Eli is to throw to him. I actually like Larry Donald, and he's actually a really good athlete. Um, so I'm I'm buying it on him. Uh, Cordell Patterson uh, does his value get affected at all without AP, or is he still a guaranteed start? Um, I think it helps him because I think he's going to get more carries. He only got three carries last week, but he just killed it on the ground, and uh, I think he's going to get more of those rushes going forward. I don't think it's going to affect his usage in the passing game. Uh, one guy tweeted in, tell me what the deal is with Marquise Colston. I'm starting Sammy Watkins over him because he was an egg in week two. Uh, do you think that's a smart play, starting Sammy Watkins over him? I mean, you think he, he's, he'll do okay, but obviously Colston is trying to explode. Yeah, that's close. Um, I probably would start Watkins. I think he'll probably have a higher ceiling, so maybe if you want a riskier player, you just – are, are going a more high variance start Watkins, and I think Colston, despite zero points last week, is probably a safer play. Um, he's just safe because of the offense and Breeze at home, uh, and I think they're going to maybe force the ball a, a little bit to him this week. Um, I think his ceiling is lower just because they spread the ball around so much. So he's always a good bet to score, but he's never like a great bet to score a ton of points or, or two or three touchdowns just because they go to Graham and the other guys so much. So I think it just depends on what you want, but probably Edwin Watkins. 
another Twitter question. For GPPs, do you generally put a wide receiver in flex or spend more on – or excuse me, yeah, do you put a wide receiver in the flex? <clears throat> and also, I mean, we discussed this in detail before, um, do you spend more on wide receivers or running backs? But um, what, would you, what would you rather do? Would you rather put a wide receiver in a flex for tournament plays – um, for, for like DraftKings um, weekly plays that has a chance to explode? Or would you rather put like a Rashad Jennings who you know is going to get the touches and may get a couple guaranteed touchdowns? Yeah, I don't care as much about the consistent production or predictability in a tournament, so normally it's a receiver. Um, I also like putting a tight end in there because uh, their play is more volatile, so you have those guys who can score. So, um, for example, I know that this week I have some lines that are going to be Julius Thomas and Gronkowski together. I think, you know, they both can score multiple times and uh, they don't cost as much relative to the receivers. Um, so it's just about the, the price and then the volatility in their production within that price range. And tight ends have the most volatility, whereas running backs have the least. Um, so they're more consistent, higher floor. You can count on them more. But uh, generally... No. So I generally put in a running, or excuse me, a receiver or a tight end in tournaments um, on DraftKings into the flex. All right, we got one more question. Uh, who you starting? We need three out of these five running backs. It is a non PPR league. Uh, Monte Ball at Seattle. Andre Elton uh, against San Fran. Vereen against Oakland. Ahmad Bradshaw Jacksonville and Nile Davis against Miami. Um, so Ball, Ellington, Vereen, Brashall, Davis. Well, Niall Davis is completely dependent on if Jamal Charles plays, and I think Jamal Charles might play now. So if he plays, then he, then Niall Davis is out. And if Jamal Charles doesn't play, then Niall Davis is obviously in. Um, so we'll just say that Charles is out. Then I would go, so it's Ball, um, Ball, Vereen. Ball, Ellington, Vereen, and Ahmad Bradshaw. Yeah, I would go Ball, uh, Ellington, and Vereen. No Bradshaw. I mean, they're, they're, with Ahmad Bradshaw, I mean, he looked good when he was in on Monday night, but but once you put him in a kind of poor man's roles situation, I mean, he's not going to get the targets. Basically, what? To, yeah, yeah, that's what he yeah. is. It's sort of like a uh, a sprawls, but with lighter usage, probably. So, and the other backs are just better. Players. Too. Oh, I don't know. The Eagles made Trent Richardson look good, but I mean, that guy can't. Guy can't carry groceries. I mean, the other the other players on that, what, whoever that guy's team was, Ellington is a better player. Monty Ball and Vereen, I think, are all just better players than. So sometimes, you know, it just well, if you're if you're undecided, just start the guy who's a better player. All right, uh, let's move on real quick. I was two and one last week again. I'm four and two on the season in the NFL. Uh, you were right about the Eagles. I have to give you credit. I didn't bet against them, but I thought they weren't going to cover. You were right. Uh, yeah, how'd you do with, with your over-unders? Um, so I'm, I didn't get the over-under. I had the Rams and Bucks over, and they were one point under. But I uh, did get the uh, I had the Bears plus seven. I don't know why they were getting that. So that was uh, so I was also two and one. All right. Uh, what are you looking at this week? What do you like? I will go um, first one, Eagles minus six. Um, so they're at six and a half some places, but I haven't seen them at seven. But I'll go Eagles against the Redskins minus six. Yeah, they. Uh, I saw. I saw them at six and a half. Um, that is. <clears throat> again, I'm never gonna bet against the Eagles, but but but, but judging by the vibe, and we'll see what it 
<clears throat> how Chip handles this, but this is a classic trap game for them. I mean, you can kind of throw that out of the out of the window because there's a rivalry aspect, but they got San Fran the next week. They weren't supposed to win that Indianapolis game at all. They had no business winning that game. So I can kind of see how this is a trap game, but if it's not, they should roll. Uh, my number one pick this week, I said I like the Bills at home, but I'm not sure if I feel comfortable putting any money on it. Uh, honestly, I got the Patriots rolling at home. Minus 14 and a half, I see the lines at right now. I, mean, I just think they, they're they too good of a team to let Oakland come. I mean, I know teams have rolled in the Foxborough, Foxborough a couple years in a row now and just surprised them for whatever reason, but I, I get by like three touchdowns. I really don't see anything. Yeah, I think the Patriots that. are going to dominate that game, but I wouldn't I wouldn't take it either way. I, I couldn't take – if it were at 13, that would be different. 14 is a lot yeah. to, to get. But, but yeah, I do think that they're going to – I think that they're going to roll. Uh, who you got? Uh, who you got sec- your second game? I'll go um, Cowboys-Rams over 44. Uh, I think that the Rams' defense is pretty good, um, but they lost Chris Long. I think that the Cowboys have uh, sort of underachieved. I don't think that they're going to run the ball ball uh, on offense, that is. I don't think they're going to run the ball as much. Um, I think that, that Romo's back is a concern, but he's been, he, he can't be worse than he was in the, in the first two weeks, and then their defense is just horrible, so the Rams' offense is, sucks, but I think they're still going to be able to score enough points to take that over. Uh, I, I agree with you on that, on the over-under. Um, I'm seeing the line right now as Rams uh, getting a half a point. Is that what you see? Those lines um, correct? Yeah, I believe I, the, the last time I saw it, it was one point, and the Cowboys were a one yeah. point. Trap game, baby. Trap game for the boys. Love it. <laughs> uh, my second game, I'm going to go. Uh, I got the Ravens uh, giving one and a half at Cleveland. I think Cleveland's coming off the biggest win in franchise history last week. I mean, you can consider it. Uh, I think Baltimore rolls in. They got a couple extra days off. From the Thursday night game last week, they destroyed the Steelers at home. I think they got a good head on their shoulders. I think they roll in Cleveland. Minus one, and it has to steal in my mind. And what do you got for uh, wrapping it up? Last one, Bears plus three at the Jets um, on Monday night. I think that the Jets' defense is really, really bad. Um, I like Forte in that game a lot. I like the entire Bears offense, really. And, uh, yeah, I think Mark Tressman is basically sort of a, uh, another version of Chip Kelly. I mean, you say that every week. And I let last week, last week, give them credit. They came back. They were down, what, 20 nothing, 17 nothing, And the offense, too. Yeah. I mean, Brandon Marshall is catching balls from space. I don't understand how he caught that one-handed pass. But that was that was my third pick, too. I got it. I got it in at two and a half. But, yeah, I mean, the Sharps are moving, the Sharps are moving. Uh, and by the way, the Sharps really do like Buffalo. That's why I was so high on them to make myself look smart. But, yeah. yep, that, uh, I'll wrap it up this week for our uh, fantasy and kind of betting uh, projections. Uh, do you have anything you want to add? Uh, no, I mean, just uh, definitely uh, play on DraftKings this week. Use some of the picks and uh, let us know how you did. Yep, and uh, check out uh, John's links or Jonathan's links to uh, his fancy football package at the bottom of the blog. And, uh, yeah, let's win some money this week. See you soon.